Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, today will be the 23rd of January, and I want to welcome you to our broadcast today. <clears throat> now, remember, share the video, uh, comment, like it. Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tom and Sarah. You can also subscribe uh, to my podcast, Tom and Sarah. Just like and comment. It helps. Um, with getting the word out. Share the video with friends and enemies. Um, we're here to bring hope. This is a broadcast, Tom and Sarah, abiding or abounding hope, not just abiding hope, but abounding hope. We get to live a life of hopefulness, not hope a little bit. And that word hope actually means an assurance, an expectancy of good. Remember, God is good. God's character, God's nature will never change. And yet at the same time, he's unpredictable. He's unpredictable in what he does, but he's always good. Always good. No questions asked. So uh, you can subscribe, Tom and Sarah, on Facebook. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tom and Sarah, or my podcast, Tom and Sarah Abounding Hope. And we want you to feel free to do that. Um, if you want to donate into the ministry, go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and we'll tell you how to do that. We have Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, we also have uh, Zelle. And then there's also a GoFundMe account right now. Uh, right now I'm walking everywhere in the wintertime. It's challenging because of a rain. Um, but I'm going to have to get a, uh, going to have to get an umbrella. I'm going to have to, uh, I've been trying to get a bicycle at least, maybe even electric bike, but, uh, we'll see how there is provision there. Anyway, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for being here. You can be a part of this ministry, even if it's $10 per month, even if it's $10 per month, we're trying to raise $500 per month in in support so that $400, $500, because we want to be able to feed people. We want to be able to share the gospel, but also we want to be able to uh, give food to them. We want to be able to give clothing to them. And uh, a lot of people don't have that. Uh, blankets, uh, coats, especially for the winter, rain gear. Um, <clears throat> and so if you want to donate... Even if it's $10 per month, pledge it. Send me an email. Tom, I want to pledge to you $10 per month. If I get 40 people to pledge $10 per month, that'll cover it. If I get 10 people uh, pledging uh, pledging uh, $40 per month, that'll do it. If I get one person pledging $400 per month, that'll do it. Five people. So I, I really want to ask you to help. And uh, so 10 people, $40 per month, that'll take care of it. 40 people pledging $10 per month, that'll take care of it. Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. You can also get my books. I have two books. One is called SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. I think Song of Solomon will be the next book that we go after. 
after the book of John. And um, it's a tremendous book on, on the love passion of God toward us. And, uh, and, 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 and we'll go through that. Um, God is a passionate God. And so when you give, uh, when, you, when you buy the book, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God, it's a devotional geared for five to 10 minutes a day. And you can go ahead and, and get that book and just, it's interactive. You do things. We have different things that we do. We have art. We have uh, poetry. We've got things like that that you can do uh, to help enhance your relationship with the Lord and go deeper with him. Uh, another book I wrote uh, in 2018, I had a nervous breakdown and uh, so much so that I did not want to get out of bed. And uh, uh, it cost me a couple of my jobs. And, and so anyway, uh, in that, in 2018, when I had my nervous breakdowns, uh, the Lord gave me, um, when I was coming out, he gave me resources for soul health. And I wrote the book and in that book. So you can get from breakdown to breakthrough, my journey to soul health, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. And you can get both of those books. If you get them from me, they're $20, which includes shipping and handling. I don't know what handling is, but shipping. And um, maybe driving it to the post office. Um, you can do that. And uh, you can get that from me for $20. You can go to amazon.com. And you can go to barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com, and order the books through there. Okay? Okay. Praise God. Uh, that's some ways that you can help out financially into this ministry. Okay, uh, so now here we are in John chapter seven. And before we start, let's pray. Holy Spirit, come. We love you and we honor you and we thank you. You're such a good God. Amen, amen. Um, Jesus, I'm gonna review a little bit. Uh, Jesus in verse 17 of John seven says, if you want to test my teachings and discover where I receive them first, be passionate to do God's will. The Aramaic says, whoever is satisfied to do God's satisfaction shall gain liberating knowledge. If it satisfies you to satisfy him, you're gonna gain liberating knowledge. You're gonna get revelations from him. God says that he reveals himself. If you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me with all your heart, Jeremiah um, 29:13. So we carry on here and um and Jesus is talking to the Jewish leaders. He says that he has no false motive. In verse 19 he says Moses has given you the law but not one of you is faithful to keep it. So if you are all lawbreakers, why then do you seek to kill me? Um I want to just we're going to carry on but I want to I want to focus on something here. And, and that is that we're all lawbreakers, okay? Um, if you have an ought or if you have a problem with somebody around you, you have uh, somebody um, wronged you or made you to feel bad or doesn't understand you, remember, if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, Paul says this, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I'll be there. I am what I am by the grace of God. And so I say this, that you get to be a part, you get to um, enter into his love 
enter into his passion, enter into his glory when you um, when you realize that except for the grace of God, I would be there too. Remember what you were like. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, if you didn't give your heart to Jesus, you'd be there too. Probably worse off. I know I would be much worse than I am now if it wasn't for the fact that I gave my heart to the Lord. We stand regularly in judgment of other people, whether Christian or not. We stand in judgment of them. But we don't know they're part of the journey. We don't know where they have been. We don't know what they've been doing. We don't know where God is taking them, what God has taken them from, and where God is taking them to. Those are two different things. And so you have to come into grips with that. I remember a few years ago, there was a guy that came to church um, and uh, he like literally just got saved. And um, <clears throat> a few weeks before, and, and I remember I'm getting my coffee, you know. I remember coffee's addicted to me. Um, I, and I remember a few weeks go by, months go by, and he's always standing in the front of the church. He's always wanting to be on camera. And, um, and, and, and after church, he would go out and smoke um, his cigarettes. He would try to prophesy over people. And, you know, it, it was hard because he wasn't really doing a good job of it. And uh, <laughs> how, do you, how do you say that? He wasn't doing a very good job. And so I, you know, I, I just got really upset in my heart. And I'm like saying, you call yourself a Christian and look at you smoking and, and, and stuff. Well, come to find out, God got me on that. He, he, he said, that is my bride. Not your bride. It's my bride. Remember where you were and how long it has taken you to, to get you to this point. So don't judge him. He's my bride. And people have said the same thing about me. They, they, they've, they've, they've said, look at you. You call yourself a Christian and, and, and you know, you, you, you know you, this happens and that happens. And I'm like, well, you know, so the Bible says this. Do to others in the same manner that you would have them do to you. It's not up for to me to judge or to be uh, critical of God's bride. Romans says, who are you to judge the servant of another man? Okay, anyway, so Jesus is saying here, Moses has given you the law, but not one of you is faithful to keep it. All right, and then so, <clears throat> so if you are all lawbreakers, why then do you seek to kill me? Remember, we're gonna get to it in John chapter eight, but that woman, he says, okay, stoner, but let the sinless one cast the first stone. And in verse 20 of chapter seven, then some in the crowd shouted out, you must be out of your mind. Who wants to kill you? Who's trying to kill you? And Jesus doesn't even respond to this. 21, Jesus replied, I only had to do one miracle 
I only had to do one miracle and all of you marvel. He only had to do one deed and they all marveled. Now Jesus uh, performed many miracles and it could be uh, the miracle of the lame man being healed in John 5. It could have been the feeding of the 5,000. But Jesus said, I only had to do one thing and you all marveled. Okay, imagine all the things that I do, you know, what's going on here? And yet, isn't it true that Moses and your forefathers ordered you to circumcise your sons, even if the eighth day fell on the Sabbath? This is the reference, I believe, of Jesus healing a lame man in John chapter 5. Because Jesus healed him on the Sabbath. Jesus was in the synagogue and, and, and healed the man with the lame arm on the Sabbath. Jesus did a lot of stuff when the Jewish law, I think, I think to just kind of like mess with people's minds. Remember, Abraham circumcised his son on the eighth day. Moses put it in the Torah as a law. And the, the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, made it into a, uh, a tradition that nothing happens on the Sabbath. But Jesus says here, isn't it true that Moses and your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, etc., all the way to Moses, ordered you to circumcise your sons even on the eighth day? So if you could cut away a part of a man on the Sabbath, and that doesn't break the Jewish law, okay, or, or that doesn't break the, Jew, the Torah, well, so basically Jesus is saying, hey, listen, who are you to judge me? Who are you to ju judge me? And yet you don't even practice what you preach. Haven't we said that before? Haven't we said that to people before? Practice what you preach. Why then would you be indignant with me for making a man completely healed on the Sabbath? If you're going to cut part of a man's foreskin on the Sabbath, and that doesn't break the Torah, that doesn't go against the Torah then why would you be indignant for making somebody whole on the Sabbath? Why would you be that upset? Stop judging based on the surface or superficial. Stop being a hypocrite and wearing a mask this way. And then remember in, in, in Matthew chapter 6, he says, don't be like the hypocrites who stand in front of people and pray these prayers. Now, I, you know, I, I've, and again, I'm not judging them because I don't know where they are in their relationship with the Lord. But I watch and I know worship leaders that worship high and mighty when they're in front, but behind the scenes, they live like the devil. And it's like, stop. 
Stop it. Go into the secret place of the Lord. Go into the place where God is. Spend time with him and then do what you do from that place instead of for that place. You don't need the approval of man. Remember, and I hear this a lot, you know, that, that we should, you know, worship in any way that you like. Well, no, don't do that. Worship in the way that God likes. How does God like to be worshiped? Read Revelation 4 and 5. That's how God likes to be worshipped. So stop being a hypocrite based on the outside. Stop judging me on the superficial. First, you must embrace the standards of mercy and truth. And, and what's happening here, Jesus said this, um, to, uh, that, that he will have compassion on whom he will have compassion. Mercy. Go after mercy. The law of mercy always overrides the law of Moses. In other words, healing on the Sabbath overrides overrides regulations for the Sabbath. Seeing situations and people through the lens of mercy is true discernment. Look at people through the mercy. Don't look at people through the law. We have been freed from the law. Uh, Galatians says, if you're a believer, you are freed from the curse of the law. You're free from the curse of the law. Praise God. I'm not under the law. I'm under the blood. But at the same time, I do the things that please God because I love him, not because I have to. The law says do it because you have to. Do it because you have to. Mercy says, I do it because I love God. And then some of the residents of Jerusalem spoke up and says, isn't this the one that they're trying to kill? So there's a rumor going around that the Jewish leaders are trying to kill him. And people are hearing it. And then so they're asking each other, isn't, that, isn't this that guy? So why is he here speaking publicly and not one of the Jewish leaders is doing anything about it? They could have taken him. And then they say, are they starting to think that he's the anointed one? Now remember, there were at least two Pharisees that I know of, there could have been more, that really honored God and honored Jesus, Nicodemus and, and uh, Joseph of Arimathea. And they started to think, 
that he's the, are they starting to think that he is the anointed one? Verse 27, but how could he be since we know this man is from Galilee, but no one will know where the true Messiah comes from. He'll just appear out of nowhere. Now, I don't know where they got this. This is a rabbinical teaching uh, or interpretation that was common back then. But they knew from Micah 5, uh, Micah 5, 2. Um, I have to get there. Hang on a second. Uh, from Micah 5, 2, that, um, <clears throat> that he was going to come from Bethlehem. So let's go to Micah. <laughs> Not Ezekiel, Tom, come on. We're going to go to Micah 5. And we're going to go to verse 2. He says this. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, Ephrath, I can't pronounce that word. Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler of Israel, whose going forth are from old and from everlasting. So the Pharisees and the religious leaders already knew this. Now I can understand the Sadducees, not understanding it. You see, the Sadducees did not uh, believe in angels or demons or the resurrection. They didn't even read past the books of Moses. They were very sad, you see. And though you are little among the thousands of Judah, out of you will come forth the one. So they knew that the Messiah was going to come out of Bethlehem. And these people just took the rabbinical teaching and don't we do that sometimes? Don't we take the teachings of men and don't take them to the word of God, the Bible. Don't take them to the Bible to, um, to see if those things are so. Now, whether you agree with a preacher or like his personality or not is not the issue. Is he preaching the word of God? People ask me, where should I go to church? And I say, you need to find a church that is uh, that, that, that believes the Bible, that believes that Jesus' blood saves us and that Jesus is the only way to heaven. There's not multiple ways to heaven and that we need to live like him through him. Now, verse 28, knowing all of this, Jesus one day preached boldly in the temple courts now, Jesus knew that they were going to try to kill him. So Jesus says, so you think you know me and where I came from, but you don't know the one who sent me, the father who is always faithful. He's always truthful. I have not come simply on my own initiative. Jesus didn't come because he, hey, I think I'll go to Jerusalem. He came because the father sent him. Now, remember, God's character never changes. God's uh, character, God's nature never changes. He's good all the time. He is good. He is good. Say that to yourself. God is good. But he's very unpredictable in how he moves. So you can't put God in a box and say God only does it this way. He doesn't only do it that way.
God is always faithful. Paul said, you know, that, that, that God said that if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. God is faithful. God is good. God is never going to do anything that is bad. He's never going to do anything that is evil. God gave you a free will, and he will never usurp that free will. It's one of the only, I think it's the only restriction that God put on himself. I want people to love me, not people to be robots. Now, knowing all of this, Jesus one day preached boldly. You think you know where I came from, but you don't know the one who sent me. Verse 29, the father has sent me here and I know all about him for I came from his presence. I know all about him. I came from his presence. His words, <laughs> I love this. The father has sent me here. I know all about him for I came from his presence. Jesus came from his presence. Many wanted to arrest him. They wanted to kill him, but they couldn't lay a hand on him because his time hadn't come yet. And there were many, verse 31, there were many people who thought he might be the Messiah. And they said, after all, when the anointed one appears, could he possibly do more signs and wonders than this guy? Is it possible that he can do more? Imagine. Imagine that. When somebody stands against you, do you want to fight back? We're going to stop there. But <clears throat> when somebody comes against you and fights against you or says something that is against you, do you have the confidence to stand there? Okay? And walk outside of the realm of the way Jesus walked. Do you have the confidence to stand there in the flesh, in, 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 in your own person? That's what, one of the things that Jesus always did was point them back to the Father. And we need to point people back to the Father. Show them the Father. Let them see Jesus in you. Let them see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Don't let them see your works and glorify you. You're just a conduit. Now God honors you, but you're just a conduit. <clears throat> let them see your, 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 your good works. The problem is, that the world has crept so much into the church that the world can't see the difference. I want to be a man known as a man who walks 
to forgive and in forgiveness of other people. I want to be known as a man who loves. Uh, I know just a handful of people alive today that, that I can honestly say this person walked, walks with Jesus. This person spends time with Jesus. Handful of people. I watch how they act. They watch me. I want to be better every day. I want to get better. I don't want to be the same today as I was yesterday. I want to be closer to him. I had some pretty good times yesterday in his presence, and I love him. I'm meeting with him not for anything. I'm meeting with him because I love him. I want people to know the one who sent me. I want people to know Jesus. I want people to know the Father. I want them to know how good he really is. Remember, God is good. All the time, he is good. God loves you, and God loves me, and he's faithful to the end. Amen. Well, that's where we're going to stop today. Um, And so I want to, um, (coughs) we'll pick up, uh, we'll pick up uh, with verse 32 tomorrow. But I wanted to just say, hey, listen, you know, subscribe. Subscribe to my channel. Like it, post it, share it, whatever. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my podcasting. Share them with your people. Listen over and over because God loves you and he cares. I've been doing um, a one minute of hope reels as well. Listen to those. Get my books, that those help. And we're looking for people who will pledge for one year You know, you can renew, but people who will pledge for one year a certain amount of money, I'm trying to raise $400 a month specifically for the ministry. Would you be willing to do that? Anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day. And um, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. That's how you get to me. I'm also looking for somebody to help me with these podcasts as far as like you know, editing and all that stuff. But Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. I'll tell you how to how to pledge. I'll tell you how to give into this ministry. Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle. I have a GoFundMe account right now to try to get a vehicle. If you want to donate into that, get my books, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. And from breakdown to breakthrough, my journey to soul health. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.